Across the Park podcast is proud to be sponsored by Globe Gas and Heating. For the best kitchen and bathroom renovations, boiler servicing and repair, and central and underfloor heating in the Northwest, head over to globecentralheating.com and quote Across the Park for a free quote. Hello everyone, welcome back to Across the Park podcast. Um, it's that time of the week again, we've got our opposition preview and delighted to be joined once again by Justin from UTV podcast. Justin, how are you doing mate? I'm very good mate, how are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Um, we were just chatting before we before we come on or we started recording about the uh, the continuing debacle that is FFP and, and everything that, that goes <laughs> with it and, I, and our clubs like yourselves and, and us despite our hard we try and, and and we always try hard to to make ourselves worse at teams but in your case you you've managed to get a lot closer to those those big four that have that have separated themselves from the rest of the prem for so long um we're gonna we're gonna start there just not with the ffp stuff but with the fact that yeah obviously it's been you know not not to coin the phrase breakthrough but it, it, it's been a it's been a you know a, a hugely um positive season so far for yourselves you know you're right up there in the mix a chance, just depending on how results go at the weekend, you could see yourselves, you know, top of the league uh, after after the game at Goodison, which is remarkable. But I do remember actually recording the, the last um, opposition podcast with yourself, and you were talking about, you know, this was not too long after Emery had come in that almost a night and day you'd seen between, you know, Stephen Gerrard's team, very similar, you know, individuals and the way that Emery has set things up. As that trend and and that you know that pattern just continued since then. Pretty much, really. I think you know the um, the revolution. Oh, I'm not going to call it an evolution. I think it's a revolution when he came in was just remarkable. You know, within well, we beat Man United at home, which is something we hadn't done for about 20 years. Um, so that was, I suppose, a, a, an indicator of what was to come. And then within a, a month at max, we were seeing some phenomenal football and the styles implemented almost immediately and then the, the run of results that came off the back of that you know with players that basically Gerard was about a week or two before he got the boot that was saying that you know we're then not good enough and we've got to you know bring more players in we've got to go a different route and and, it, and Emery came in and just basically looked at what he got and and said right this is how we're going to play and, and they all mm. bought in immediately and the results just started flowing. You know, we went from 15th when he came into Europe, which for me was a phenomenal achievement. But it wasn't just the run of results, because I think any team in the Premier League can have a little purple patch when you just suddenly mm. start eating a little bit of form. But I don't know about you, but you, you always sort of see through it and think, OK, we'll just ride this as long as we can. And then at some point, we're going to lose a few and then things will even out. And you've sort of got a, a rough idea in your head where you know your club sits in that Premier League table. But it felt very different, to be honest, um, because I think the structure was there and implemented so deeply within the squad and everything that was coming out that we were hearing from the players about how in-depth he went and, and his philosophies on football and what a great bloke he was and how all the players liked him straight away and you know the way that he, he goes about his daily work ethic. It felt different, very different. Now, I predicted the start of last season we'd finish seventh. I think that was more out of hope than, than anything else. And, and, yeah. and that's exactly where we finished. 
So when we came into this season, we did a pre-season podcast and we all give our predictions where we think we're going to finish. And I said third. Now, I got, not I wouldn't say mocked, but I had a few sort of smiley faces coming back mm. at me. And then when it went out, I had a few, I think, I think you know, I think you got a bit over the top there. But I based it on, from when he came into the end of the season, what I was seeing, and it felt very different. And I, my, my point was, if that continues into next season, then at that point, we didn't know that was going to happen. But I had no reason to believe it wouldn't. I thought the way we played and the results we were getting, there's no reason why we couldn't push another three or four places higher. Now, that's a very hard thing to do, to go from seventh to, say, second or third. It's a huge jump, as we were saying before, that the monetary side of things and the investment of those clubs, historically, is such a hard bridge to gap. But I just felt the way we were playing, that we could do it. And with, obviously, Chelsea struggling, with uh, Man United, you know, looking like they, they were very up and down. Spurs, you know, very similar. There was only really... Man City, which is obvious, and then Liverpool and Arsenal. We, and, and I sort of thought Arsenal were a bit overrated last year. And Liverpool are a funny side, aren't they? They're, they're, as you know, mm. being so close to them, they you know, they've suddenly gone a run recently, but they're also capable of losing a few. So I felt we could be in and amongst it. So it's been an incredible season so far, I've got to be honest. One of the best. Well, the, the year from January to January last year was probably the best year of football I can remember following Villa and that's in what 45 years so that just gives you an indication of where we currently sit as a team and a club sorry that was a long answer wasn't it no 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 it was, that was really no really interesting and, and, and to be fair mate, I, I was on a, a different podcast not this one more of a, a general sports one and I got we got asked to do like a predicted Premier League table and I had used as my surprise package although it shouldn't yeah. be much of a surprise given that as you no, said but it still is isn't it yeah and I, and I had you up there as, as fifth in, in the league, so not not quite as high as four. But as I said, look, there's yeah. every every chance, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest yeah. if you if you did get you know into the Champions League, whether it be fourth or third. So, and I base that to be honest more on a statistical point of view of looking at your form at the end of last season, and it was up there with the you know with with City and, and Arsenal and, and, and Liverpool, if not better than two two of the four, I think. So yeah, I mean, look, I think your your prediction was definitely vindicated. Um, and going back to your first point around the revolution since since he come in, I think that the thing that always you know allows footy fans to kind of either see through something or to get behind it is the performances of the individuals, you know, and and how much he's getting out of each individual in 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 the squad, and and maybe as you say, players who, who've been written off or or have or maybe underperformed and. You know, I look, I look at players like, I mean, John McGinn's been pretty steady for you, but he's gone on to another level. You know, Ollie Watkins gets a lot of the applauses, but, you, you know, look at players like Leon Bailey, who, who looked like they were, mm-hmm. they were, you know, they were under Gerrard. Yeah. They were a waste of money, almost. I mean, I'm not surprised to yeah. see, to have seen Diaby hit the ground. I, I really rated him when he was in, you know, in the Bundesliga. But Leon, Leon Bailey was just as good as in the season before um, in, in the Bundesliga. But he's got the best out of those two. The way he's rotated them has been impressive. Let's not forget, he's having had Emi Buendia, who I thought was one of your better attacking players and, and was capable of playing you know, in the Champions League. So I think I, I think the biggest credit you can give Emery is is how you know he's, <laughs> he's putting players like you know, Den Donker, who I thought was... You know, it was bang average, and and he and he's looking like he belongs at, at that level, yeah. um, and he's found this you know system 
that fits his, you know, his his style of play and his strength. So, yeah, full credit. And I think for me, that's the measure of a good manager is he finds a, a place to put every player. You know, they may not play every week, but when he does play them, they seem to step up. And and the only time we've seen that, and we've seen that, I think in in recent years, and probably the only time we will see it in a long time was was through uh, Carlo Ancelotti. And Ancelotti was just ingenious at doing that. You know, he, he would play a player that you hadn't seen for six or eight weeks in a position that maybe he was not used to playing and he'd get a tune out of them. And I think that's what I've seen a lot when I've watched Villa this season. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I think what he's done is, and the evolution of sort of five substitutions has helped massively, I think, with the Unai Emery White because they've all bought into to the squad dynamic. Um, you know, you remember like I do, you know, a first 11 used to be a first 11. You'd run them into the ground until, you know, they couldn't go anymore and your subs were literally... John Dyke still does that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he does at the moment, yeah. But that's because of needs must, isn't yeah. it, rather than yeah, anything true. else. Whereas we've sort yeah. of evolved over sort of... I mean, yeah, I do still give credit to Dean Smith um, and to... Mm. to, to, to I mean, the only thing I'd give credit to Stephen Gerrard for was bringing in like Bubakar Kamara, you know. So there's players there oh, that have been sure. brought in by previous managers um, that had obvious ability, but but none of them could sort of get the best out of them. And now what we've got is probably about 15 players, I reckon, that are really excellent. And and they've all bought in. Like you've just mentioned Leon Bailey last season. He, he was a real nigger for us for a couple mm. of years. Undoubted talent. You know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, football fans tend to slag players off after, you know, five games if they haven't done it. Oh, he's rubbish. Now, you don't play in the Premier League if you're not if you're not an absolutely unbelievable footballer. So, all it was for me was unlocking these players. And, and, and you need a manager that can, you know, look at how good they are, look at what they need and, and put them in an environment that, to get the best out of them. Now... He's just he started the season on the bench and he was coming off the bench. Mm. And last season, I'd have said he wasn't very happy with that. He looked a bit miserable and he wasn't getting minutes. But now, at the start of the season, he bought into it massively. And then when he was getting these little cameos, 10, 20 minutes, half an hour, half a game off the bench, he was impacting the game massively. Yeah, yeah. And he looked chuffed to do it. Um, so that mindset change from him has obviously been brought about by the manager. So he's managed to get a mm. player that's a bit miserable and a bit temperamental to buy into the fact that you might not play every week, Leon, but when you do, you're going to be very, very much a massive part of this squad. Now, what's happened now recently is he's got in ahead of, of Mr. Diaby, who had started the season unbelievably on fire. And yeah. I, I would have said yeah, yeah. That, was never, that would never happen, looking <laughs> how good he was. Now, it's the roles have reversed. Bailey's become like the player that sits in that position. Now, we've got a Mr. Diaby to come off the bench now. I don't care who you are in the Premier League. If you've had an hour of Leon Bailey, who's like rapid, quick, scoring goals for fun, assists all over the place, and then you look over and you think, oh my God, what did you have going on now to replace him? It, it's a nightmare, isn't it? But this yeah, is all yeah. about fixing players into the right position, mm-hmm. getting mentality right, and, and and having a way of playing that they all understand. You know, I always remember the, the, one of the biggest things I heard after a few weeks was um, he did an interview with um, Tyrone Mings, and he said, you know, what's been the biggest change? He said, well, he sat me down. After, I think it was along the lines of he sat me down after a couple of weeks and said, you know, I don't know what you're doing, what you've been doing. You, you've basically been putting fires out all across the back four. You know, he's covering left back, covering right back. He's not going to win an edge in the sixth position. Then he's sitting back and trying to cover a run. 
He said, that's not your job. Your job is to be centre-half, sit in the middle of the park and play like this. Let the left-back do his job. Mm. Let the right-back do his job. Very, very basic things mm. you would think. But because the structure of the team was so higgledy-piggledy under um, Stephen Gerrard, that that these things obviously weren't covered and it was creating havoc all over the back line. So, like, the left-back would go bombing on because I presume that's what he was told to do, attack down the left-hand mm. side. And then because he wasn't, you know, the, the, the back four didn't then come across like they do now, all of a sudden you'd have an overload and then Mings would have to go over and, and do that. And then it, the, the ball would come in the box and there'd be one centre-half waiting. So, all these things were hugely problematic, but within... Like I say, within a couple of weeks, he came in and, and this is the way we play now. Now, our style of play is very interesting and we've spent a lot of time now going and how it works and it is absolutely fascinating how we play football. I mean, I, I could probably go on for about two hours telling you exactly how we set up, exactly how things work, and but it's, it's, it's amazing to watch. Once you know how they play, it's amazing to see it sort of work. Well, just on that, perfect segue, really. I mean, my next question was going to be, you know, going into the weekend then, and and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you to talk for two hours around. You know <laughs> no, how you play I'm every weekend against different opposition, <laughs> but, but but thinking about the way that you know you know what to expect from a Sean Dyche Everton team. How yeah. will he approach him, and which way will he tweak the system to try and make sure that you know you get three points this weekend? Um, well, we've had a, I wouldn't say a massive dip in form, but we've we've uh, you know we've had a few injuries recently. T- Tillemans, mm-hmm. who started the season on the bench, but then came and has been phenomenal for us. Has been out for a couple of three weeks. I don't expect him to be back. Pau Torres has been out. Who's been phenomenal for us? What a mm-hmm. defender he is! A cultured left foot, some yeah. superb player. And then we had um, uh, Kamara sent off. Uh, and he missed three That's games, but he's back now. Yeah, so oh, that was a huge loss. Yeah, yeah, he's done his three match band now. Sorry to say, for you not. but we had we had a week in December where we beat Man City and Arsenal within four days, and we absolutely I don't know if you watched the Man City game, but if you, yeah, if you yeah. haven't watch it, yeah, I've never seen a, a, any team take Man City mm. apart the way we did, and it, yeah. how it was only one nil, I'll never know. If it had been four mm. nil, you'd have said, yeah, fair enough, that was a fair result. You know what, we absolutely you know destroyed him. What was great about that game is, is it for about an hour of the game. And, and this is just, I guess, you know, a typical pl- uh, person watching any game where Man City are playing. You don't really give the opposition credit. You're thinking, when is City going to start playing? When are they going to start playing? Yeah, when yeah, are they yeah. going to start playing? Yeah. It wasn't until we got to, like, 75th minute. You're like, they can't play. They're not They're not going to yeah. play. It's, it's, they've literally been yeah. ran into the ground. And that was what was so impressive about it. They didn't ever get yeah, started. Just, just shut them down. I mean, after a half-time, mm-hmm. I, I was looking around me, looking, talking to people and going, that can't happen again in the second half, surely. And yeah, if anything, yeah, got back in the second half, we were, we were even more in control and creating yeah. chance after chance after chance. And now I think they had one shot on target the whole game. So it's stupid like that. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we think we, we had a and then we've had a little bit of a dip recently where we've, we've missed these players. And, and we've sort of scraped, not scraped by, we drew in the last year out the league game. We, we got a last minute winner at Brentford. Then we, we struggled at home to Sheffield United and, and again mm. got a last sort of second equaliser there. Went to Man United and it was 2 0 up. And that second half was probably the worst yeah. I've seen us play you know, in, in the Emory era. But I mean, one half of football in a year, I'll take that. I thought, um, I thought, I thought, I thought you just looked leggy in that second half. Yeah, we did. We, we missed certain players. Kamara, mm. the, you mentioned Den Donker, he, he's okay. Mm. He's okay. He just about does a job for us. I'm not trying to you know, knock him too much, but 
you know, if Kamara, if, if oh, yeah, there's levels there's on our podcast last week, yeah, if Kamara had been fit for those three games, we'd have won all three of them. That's the mm. difference for me in them games. Uh, and then we, we sort of scraped past Middlesbrough on, on the weekend in the FA Cup game. We did leave a couple out, but then you look at what they did mm. to Chelsea, then that looks like a good result now. So yeah, we yeah. will, what we've struggled with is the low block. So it all depends, I think, um, <laughs> with how Everton play. Do they play? <laughs> like, will they, is that how they'll do? They'll no, do you know what? Do you know what? Not, not as much as you would think. Um, the one thing I've spoke about on our podcast is you guys obviously play out from the back almost religiously yeah. now. Um, maybe not as yeah. effectively without Paul Torres, which, which is interesting. But He's back Saturday. Is he back Saturday? Listen, that'll make a massive yeah, difference yeah, yeah. because the teams that have played out from the back with the exception of City this season have really struggled against us because yeah. we do press high from that position. Now, yeah. we, we do have a way of resetting quite quickly if it doesn't work, but we are fairly aggressive. Now, the one thing that will negatively impact on that from our point of view is... is Dwight McNeil is actually a big part of that. Even though he's not the quickest, he's very clever in the way that he presses. He's out. He, he's out injured. Yeah. Um, so again, Decore, yeah. back. That that'll be that'll be a massive boost for us. He, he's probably been the way you've described Kamara has probably been the way that Decore has played for us. He plays a bit more advanced than Kamara, but he's the legs. You know, he, he gets everywhere, and and he's such a nuisance in and around the penalty area. But that'll be interesting. Be interesting to see the way that plays out because if I think if you are comfortable getting out of that, you know, playing through that 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 high press, then we might quickly drop into that low block and think, look, it's not working, yeah. it's not working. And, and user user probably up there now. I think with City in terms of the way that Emery has got it, what I like about it is you play out from the back. He's done. He's done. Stay too long in the in the you know in your third. He's quite quick at playing through the thirds. So that'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out. As I say, I think if if in the first twenty minutes you're playing out of it comfortably, then we'll probably drop into a, a deeper block, which which may or may not play into play into your hands. Yeah, I think if you do play hard press, that's the way Villa like it. I think you know we mm. like teams that come on to us and try and nick the ball off us in the final third, and we back ourselves to play out away from it, and then you know it leaves you overcommitted up top. And it leaves like Watkins, Bailey, McGinn, mm. you know, DRB, Ramsey to, to yeah. try and pick you off at the back. Um so that could that could very much like you've explained it happen. You know, you could come at us and you're at home, so I expect you, you know, you're in reasonable form, although it has dropped off a little bit the last couple of mm. three, hasn't it? Um I do expect you to, to be the team that tries to win the game, but I think we will we're coming to win the game without question. But I think we'll play our way, which is sitting at the back, you'll see Martinez coming five yards out of his box and put his foot on the ball, and he'll just stand there and wait. And and you know, a lot of opposition fans get very annoyed with him because he just stands there with his foot on the ball, he puts his foot on and the unless ball. Unless he's yeah. engaged, yeah, unless he's engaged, he'll just stand there and he doesn't care. You know, he'll stand there for ten minutes <laughs> if nobody comes to it because it's all yeah. about drawing the team out and then creating spaces, you know, for us to explore. Um, and then we use the fullback. I think Luca Dine, you know, you love very much, I'm sure. Um, I think he's not far away from coming back as well. But we've got uh, Moreno, who's been phenomenal since he's come in. He's come back from a long term, well, reasonable term injury, shall I say. And he's, he can play the left hand side role. It'd be interesting to see the way he goes with the back four because he's, he's been playing Esri Concert, sort of a, we call it a false right back. Um, that, yeah. Cash is our only, yeah, he's our only real sort of out and out right back but what he'll do is he'll play Esri Concha as the right back and then when if Torres is fit he'll be Torres and then 
probably uh, Diego Carlos. And then when we attack, then they just sort of slide along and play as a back three. Or you could go with Matty Cash at the right back. And then what happens then is Bubakar Kamara just sits in and makes a three yeah. at the back when one of the full-backs goes. Um, so there's lots of different... This is what I'm saying about, you know, over time, it's so interesting and intricate to watch the way we play. And the two sixes have been phenomenal. Douglas Luiz mm. and Bubakar Kamara. Just, I think... Yeah. Yeah, I said that we we beat West Ham four 0 at home earlier in the season, and and I generally had, I haven't seen a, a midfield performance as good as that probably in twenty five years. Um, and I, I said at the time, that if there's a better number six in the Premier League, I'm yet to see it. And there's mm. probably only Rodri you would put up there as as somebody that form wise is anywhere near Douglas Luiz this season, which you know mm. it, it all buys into where we are. You know, people think probably think God, he's, he's talking them up here, but we're second in the league. You know, we're, mm. the, the, the stats bear out what, what I'm saying. We've got some amazing players in in amazing form. Yes, McGinn's yeah. you know been brilliant as well. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say it's it's interesting you say that because I, I I've said for years and and I still maintain it. You don't generally do very well in this league unless you've got that player now with the way that the game is. The only team really that's struggling for that position at the moment is probably Liverpool. They haven't really found a, a six, if you like, but you know, you've got Rodri, you've got Declan Rice who's come in and even though Arsenal, yeah. I agree with you, and maybe shooting, you know, um, the, the, the form was probably a little bit deceiving last season. I think the addition of Declan Rice has, has allowed them to maintain that to some degree and that's been the, the big factor there. Um and as Douglas Luiz has been has been has been phenomenal. I say he's. Oh, I'm think so. that Man City never came back for him because he had mm-hmm. a release clause that they could have signed him back, and you know we was all counting the hours down for that one. But um, yeah, very odd. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So again, you you expect really then in, in that case for for it to be you know not business as usual, but with with Kamara back in the team and 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 again with yeah. with um. <clears throat> Was it, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. Paul Torres. Back I think in. so. Yeah. If if Kamara, which I presume both will be back in. Torres, we haven't had it hundred percent confirmed, but I think he, I think he's okay. He, he came on two games ago for the last ten fifteen minutes because Longley was uh, feeling a bit of a pull, so he came on and we thought that was him back. But then they said that last week they said that he felt something, so they left him out of the squad for the Minnesota Cup game, which was fine. And I presume that was with a view to, to being right for the Everton game. So, yeah. I, as it stands, I, I presume he's going to be playing. But if not, then Longley will play there, who's been a really good, you know, uh, backup player. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised by that, you know, because I, I was never impressed. Yeah. I was never impressed with Longley, whatever yeah. he's played. When he was at oh. Spurs, yeah, he was... Um, he didn't look great, did he? But he's another. And Barcelona, but, but you know, yeah, Barcelona yeah. Another, don't uh, really defend, do they? <laughs> yeah, no, he's been great. Left footed, he's very calm mm. on the ball. He's played every single Euro Conference League game for us, and, and yeah, he's looked good. He's, he's he's solid. He's he's very calm on the ball. He plays out from the back. He's good in the air. You know, he's a very very good backup. You know, if they're both fit, he doesn't play. There's no question. Pau Torres is better, much better. But as a, as a replacement with Mings out, you know, he came in as on a season long loan basically to replace Tyrone in the squad. So yeah, I think he's he's been decent. But I do expect Torres to play. I expect Kamara to play. And I think we'll be apart from Tielemans, we'll be pretty much full strength. I think for Everton on on, on the weekend. 
Brilliant. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. To, uh, it looks like we'll still have uh, Anana coming into the weekend. Obviously, there's heavy speculation around him moving on. And, and the way you've described your midfield, we, we absolutely are going to need him this weekend. I think our midfield, to be fair, have been have been decent this season. And, and in most, I would say most weeks, I've, got, I've had the upper hand over the opposition. But, you know, they're definitely going to be up against it this weekend with your if you're, you're two or three that you'll have in there. We'll generally play, or we have in the, in the last few weeks, particularly our guys out, it'll be Garner and Anana playing in that, you know, the deep or holding midfield role yeah. um, with Decore ahead of them. And then our, 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 our wide players that have been, um, McNeil and Harrison, will generally tuck in quite a lot and, and almost make a, a, a real, make it really difficult in the middle of the pitch. Um, with, almost like with, a five across the middle. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot like a five across the middle. Um, to be fair, they, they, they do play. Harrison, you know, you know what you'll know what Harrison's like from from his days at Leeds. He, he does like to get out wide, but you know, Dyche very much likes to have five in that middle and 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 really tight across the middle of the pitch as well. Um, which has been difficult for some of the best teams. Is, um, is Dodge still wearing his shit coat? Yeah. Do you, know, do you know that, the, the John McGinn thing? Have you heard no. that John McGinn? No, thing? I haven't heard it, no. Well, for all the Everton fans, it's, it's quite funny, actually. When he was at um, Burnley, uh, there was a no. bit of a... a, 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 a there was, we played Burnley and there was a bit of a, a, a to-do with John to McGinn with, and Dosh. Yeah. And I think if you go on TikTok or somewhere, you can type in John McGinn, Sean Dosh, there's a brilliant... Um, he, he comes back at him with a brilliant. Well, I won't ruin it, but just go and listen to it after. It's so funny. Oh, it's really funny. <laughs> I'm sure he takes the piss out of his coat. Brilliant. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's yeah. brilliant. Honestly, very worth watching. All the Everton fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that band too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that if that kicks off at the weekend as well. Then, but um, yeah, it's um, uh, uh, the, the interesting one for us, obviously, as well. Was we expected just because of the way things have been going for us that. Dominic Calvert Lewin's band wouldn't have got overturned, but thankfully, you know, common sense prevailed. Yeah. That was sense, yeah. balmy, by the way. I've never seen anything like that, honestly. I mean, again, if we could talk VAR, it'd be another two hours. So we'll just leave it. Would be, it would be, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> it, it, but it, it, what is interesting about it is just before, not even just before, probably at half time in that game, a lot of Evertonians were saying, look, get Beto on. Beto, just to kind of give you a bit of context on Beto, he's a little bit like Duran. He's a bit like a, again, I assume, but like a bull in a china shop. He's, he's everywhere. He's, yeah, he's barging <laughs> into people. He's like, he's just, he's a handful for the opposition, but he's very yeah. unpredictable, uh, both for us yeah. and for the opposition. But it, you know you know what it's like? Some games you just need that. You want that type of players, don't you, just to, to mix things up and, and make it more difficult. But um, a lot of Everton fans, because Calvert-Lewin, Calvert sorry, he's had a, a very dormant, you know, very barren spell. I think he scored probably for, 12 games now. Um, whereas Beto, when he comes on, gets chances. He gets chances somehow and it, and it looks like he's going to score. So maybe a little bit of a... I think we, we were saying on our podcast, Sean Dyche may have been almost relieved to, in, in a weird way that Calvert-Lewin was banned because it, it wouldn't be exactly. like he was dropping yeah. him. He's just bringing him yeah, in. Yeah. He's, got to, he's got to take him out now. But he's got a, a, an interesting call there to make because... The last five or six games, Beto's come on and he's made an impact, whether it be scoring, yeah. assisting, or just generally being a nuisance. But we know, and and I think you know, there's a general acceptance that Calvert Lewin is a better player, but he's just you know his form has, has dipped massively recently. So it, it's an interesting call for the managers to make there. 
I watched him, um, I think, better make his debut, and it was it a cup game? When he came yeah, out. I was there. He was, yeah. Yeah. He really impacted on that game. I thought, oh, he, he did. He, was, and, and... He, looks, uh, he looks a handful, but I don't think he's quite lived up to it yet. Like you say, he's impacting little bits, isn't he? Um, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's very similar for us. He's, um, he's like, we all think, we all actually think he'll come on, he'll either score a hat trick or he'll blast one in the top corner or he'll get sent off within 30 seconds. <laughs> he's an absolute law to himself. I, I enjoy watching them though. I, I love I love players like that and, and, and I've enjoyed watching you in the Europa League because you know they've been high scoring games. Duran's played most of them, hasn't he? He's he's got a, he's got a good few in that competition, but it, it's yeah, it's um it's interesting to see how he does it. I think from Beto's point of view, he hasn't quite got up to the the speed of the Premier. Sometimes his touches touch lets him down, but he's incredibly powerful. I, I, a lot like Duran, he's very yeah, quick, he's very strong, was in the air. But I, again, I fully expect knowing the way that the Deitch is and the, and the way he's quite stubborn with his system and 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 the expectations of the players that you know Calvert Lewin will start again and hopefully he can um, you know he can he can get back get back on the score sheet again. But right, um, I've I kept you long enough, Justin. Really appreciate the um, the insight. No but before we go, give me a prediction. Um, I think it'll be a tight game. Um, I said on the pod the other day, and I went with two one Villa, so I'll stick with that. Fair enough. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two two, um, which I, I would absolutely take. Um, I've seen a few Euro away games recently, and and maybe that's tainted by the absences, as you've said. But you do look like a team, um, with the exception of some of your home games, that will give the opposition chances for the way you play. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can we can exploit that. Just a, a quick question, uh, and I haven't I haven't looked into this. What have you been like on set plays, defending set plays? Has that been? The strongest the rest of the uh, game. Pretty good. Yeah, we've got a we've got a set play coach. Um, is it, it, is really good when when we get set plays. You'll see him come to the. Uh, he looks like a seventies rock god. He's got like long hair. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we, we're pretty good. Pretty good at, at defending them, and uh, we we come up with some you know quite strange little attacks. Imagine, imagine well, the attacking ones. Players, yeah, we yeah, run off, and you think where they're going and. Yeah, it, 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 we're okay. I'd say we're mid of the road, really. I'm interested because it, again, that's always as you as you imagine a strength of Sean's ice. I think it's only Arsenal, bizarrely, yeah. who've scored from more set plays than us this season. So that, that's always a, an opportunity for us. So see how that plays out. But yeah, I, I fancy goals this weekend. I, I don't think we'll quite have enough to certainly won't have enough to keep you out. And I, I think I think you'll get a couple at least. But so it'll require us to to maybe to to, to matches, but. I'm going for an optimistic 2-2, to be honest. I'll take a 2-2 now and move on to the, to the next one. But again, Justin, um, like I said to you last time when, when Emery come in and, and I'd seen, we'd seen a spike in your form, it's great to see you doing well. You know, you're, you're part of the furniture in terms of the um, the, t- the top of that division and, and best of luck with breaking through that, that, that you know, continuing to break through that barrier and obviously finishing the season on a high. It'd be great to see a different team in the mix and, and a different team in the Champions League, particularly a club a club like Villa. So, best of luck, mate. After this weekend, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for letting us uh, come on again. And I'll, I'll reiterate that with you. Ever since you know, a very club very similar to Villa in stature always was when I was growing up. I got a lot of time for Everton, and uh, I, you know when you got the deduction, I, I did actually say I think you'll be fine, and I stand by that. I think you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be in the Premier League with your new shiny stadium soon enough. 
Yeah, soon, soon enough, mate, hopefully. Well, uh, just for just for the benefit of our listeners as well and, and our followers, it's UTV Podcast um, on Twitter. It's at UTV Podcast underscore. And on YouTube, it's UTV Podcast. But you'll see them linked in the title of the, the podcast and also in the description below. So give them a follow. Again, interesting to, to see how um, see how they go as the season comes on. Some some cracking content that, that Justin gets out. So thanks again, Justin. And um, yeah, no best of luck after this weekend. Take care, mate. Thanks, mate. Hope the <laughs> <laughs>